Hey everyone, it's Paige Feldman, the writer and director of How to Fall in Love the Hard Way. And I have some great news. Thanks to the enthusiasm of you, our listeners, and the enthusiasm and dedication of the entire cast and crew, all 10 episodes of How to Fall in Love the Hard Way, season one, have been recorded and are in post-production. Episode two will be dropping really soon on March 7th, 2023. So in honor of the impending release of the whole series, I've remastered the pilot episode for your listening pleasure. Whether it's your first time or your 51st, hey, we don't judge here. Make sure your audio devices are at optimal listening volume and get ready to get sucked back into the world of Mona, Claire, Harper, and of course, Gross Jean. Hit subscribe if you haven't already, so on March 7th, you can be among the first to hear the story continue. You won't want to miss it. But for now, welcome to episode one of How to Fall in Love the Hard Way. Step one, go to the grocery store. Hey, Mona. What? Do you think I'm fuckable? What? Fuckable. Like, would a guy want to throw me up against the door and have his way with me? Are we really doing this now? Yes. Because I've been trying for six months. I have cute pictures. You saw. Claire, men will sleep with anyone who wants to sleep with them. Your problem is you swipe left on everyone. Only because everyone claims to be an entrepreneur and we all know that's code for MBA dude bro who's trying to develop an app with no tech skills. Hey, what are you doing? Ending this now. I have a department pitch meeting first thing that according to Reed will allow me to exercise my expertise. So you'll finally get the producer job? Either that or it'll be like the time he asked me to cover Chinese New Year celebrations because it was part of my culture. But you're Korean. Yeah. But a girl can dream. That. That right there. That's how I feel about men. You're ridiculous. Watch. I can swipe right and get you laid tonight. Let me see. Ew. Snaggletooth? Definite no. Right swipe? No! This one? He has a baby face. It's creepy. Mona! Whoa! Slow down! I didn't even see him! And... Ew. This next guy has a mullet. You can't possibly want me to bang him. Fine. Left on the mullet. And this one? Left on him, too. His beard is too nice. Too nice? Yes. Too nice. No, no! Do not swipe on him. Bitch, give me my phone! Only if you can make anything you're saying make sense. And not Claire's sense, regular people's sense. Dude, have you ever seen a beard contest? They're like dog shows, but for facial hair. And those guys get seriously anal about their beards. Don't touch it. You'll get a hair out of place. I need my mustache comb. Imagine what those guys would be like if they got lady juices all up in their business. I mean, Jack was clean shaven, and he acted like a five-year-old being forced to eat his vegetables. All... And then, five minutes later, Was that good for you, baby? Fuck no, it wasn't good for me. You're acting like you tasted something bad, which, by the way, my pussy is fresh. So no, I'm not going to let some guy go down on me who'll be spending the whole time thinking more about shampooing his face off than getting me off. Right swipe. I'm not having sex with Beardo. Maybe not. But go on a date with him, see what it's like. And if he wants to eat your vegetables up against the door... Ew, you go out with him then. No. Right. I'm sorry. You have gross jeans. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't have him. Jean's a good lay with a huge dick and he cooks for me. We... Uh, I have sex with lots of people, thank you very much. Not just gross Jean. Sure. <laughs> Claire, what do you want? What do you mean? You asked me if you were fuckable, and when I tried to show you how fuckable you are, you wanted to stop me from swiping on anyone. So, what is it? I guess... Like me and Jack. We met at a party first week of college. 
We were playing beer pong and I got so mad at him for not using his opposite hand after I caught his bounce that he eventually held his left arm out, rolled up his sleeve and showed me that he didn't have an opposite hand. <laughs> after I apologized a million times and chugged one of the solar cups in, in the pyramid for penance, we talked all night. We were both virgins. We could barely summon the gumption to kiss each other before the night was over. But starting that night, we were together. We were Jack and Claire, one word, for 10 years, working towards the same future. Then suddenly I realized we weren't. And now, 18 months after suddenly, when according to my perfectly laid plans, we should have been married, he has a steady girlfriend. I mean, not that my life has been so bad. My best friend in the world did do me a solid and moved in with me. You did me a solid too. Best landlord ever. Thanks. And so, yeah, maybe it's not about the guys. Maybe it's that I don't want to find my soulmate on the internet. I want... A great love story. A story like Jack and I had. One that when we tell it to people just the right way, they sigh dreamily. No one sighs dreamily about hooking up on Bumble. It's rote, routine, conventional, plebeian, boring, bourgeois. I need a love story worthy of print. So the ridiculous romantic wedding I want feels earned. Right. In keeping with the theme of our love. I can't swipe right when I know, in my soul, that's what I deserve. Okay, Captain Thesaurus, but before you find that fairy tale, you need to get laid. <sighs> Do I have to? Fall in love. How to fall in love the, the hard, hard way. way. Step one, go to the grocery store. Hey, class, do 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 do. I want to know if you're ready to learn. Thank you. As I'm sure you're because I've been pumping you up for this like all freaking semester. Today, we have a very special guest. You know her as C.S. Green, New York Times bestselling author of many books that have caused you nightmares and caused your parents to complain to the school library. <laughs> Most notably, Black Mass at Dawn and the Catacombs Trilogy. Today, she's Claire Greenbaum, Horton High School alum and your guest instructor on all things writing horror. So I'll step out of the way and let her teach. Claire. Thanks, Andrew. Er, Mr. Zimmer. <laughs> it's always weird coming back to the high school I attended and being expected to call teachers who are, what, basically my age, Mr. or Mrs. Anywho, uh, Mr. Zimmer told me that- Mr. Zimmer, you, could... you can't be serious. This is C.S. Green? Trey. Would I lie to you? Zim, come on. She said anywho. Oh, God. Guys, guys, quiet. Ew. 
I'm sure she does not. Trey. Trey. Why don't you believe I'm C.S. Green? Because you said anywho, and you're like smiling and shit. Trey. Eh, stuff. And you have on hot pink shoes. And you're a... A lady? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't give you a driver's license to prove my identity. C.S. Green is a bit of a pseudonym. Shortening Claire Shira Greenbaum. And yeah, she doesn't sound much like a horror author, but if it would help, I can tell you that. Hmm. Give me your hand. Oh. That's a shame. Your lifeline intersects with a scar. I was about to tell you that with your chutzpah, you'd most certainly be invited to join the Nightmare Society. But with this little blip, it looks like the only thing that gumption will do is get you in trouble. You'll probably say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person and end up tied to a chair in the basement of the theater while the ghost of Cooper Manning sets you in front of a mirror and peels your skin from your body one tiny piece at a time, starting with your eyelids. So you'll have to watch as you get turned inside out. Um. <laughs> Holy shit, you're amazing! <laughs> if you want to learn how to scare the crap out of people, listen up. Thanks, guys. Any other questions? or I guess it's time to go. Uh, Claire's right. That sound was your freedom beckoning. Uh, before you answer that call, let's give her a round of applause. Thanks for coming. This was so cool. Absolutely. It's nice to meet you. I'll get out of your hair in just a minute, as soon as I can find my keys. Uh, take your time. I don't have class next, just lunch. Ugh, I'm sure you're hungry. This bag is so huge, sorry. Care to join me? For lunch? In the cafeteria? <laughs> okay, I see your point. Uh, dinner? I mean, the cafeteria would be a great story, but dinner, dinner works too. Good morning, Arch Podcasting. How may I direct your call? And that's the problem. The women with money aren't listening. Ideas. Nonfiction team, go. How about true crime? Women eat that up. Excellent. That's so oversaturated. There are hundreds of true crime podcasts. Mona, we're brainstorming. No idea is a bad idea. Calvin? Cooking. We could talk about recipes and stuff, cake maybe, or wine. Awesome. Is anyone writing these down? Uh, Mona, can you do it? We're team players here. Come on! Sure. True crime and cooking all written down. But I have a concept I've been working on for a while. Women's contributions in science, politics, literature, basically throughout history, have been minimized or ignored. How about a podcast where we look at major historical events and highlight the contributions of women or tell the stories from their point of view? Rosalind Franklin and Discovering the Composition of DNA, uh, Dolores Huerta's Crusade for Farmworkers' Rights. And we could start with the Lewis and Clark expedition from Sacagawea's perspective. It reflects our network St. Louis headquarters, and we could get Native women historians. Reframe the whole thing. Talk up the dangers of colonialism. We could call it herstory. Thanks, Mona. Anyone else? Todd? 
dating. Okay, okay, interesting. Let's go down that road, but maybe a little bigger than that. Like what? Weddings? Women at that age are all getting married or talking about getting married. I'm in the demo, and I can assure you we're not. Mona, no, write that down. My girlfriend is starting to talk about it, but... Uh, I don't know. Marriage seems like such an oppressive institution. Yes, exactly. But women don't see it that way. They love weddings. They love love. This is a surefire win. Todd, this started with your brainstorm. Want to give it a go? Oh, I'd love to, but I am in the weeds trying to find the right host for the fantasy hockey spinoff and covering for a meal on Kill It, Grill It since he went on paternity leave. Right. Of course. Uh, Calvin, you hit the sweet spot, so it's yours if you want it. Right on. Just give me a few weeks to finish up post on our still-untitled Alien Invasion show. Ah, uh, usually I'd be okay with waiting, but our investors need us to fix this ASAP, so I'll have to hand it off to... Mona! How about it? Mm, really? Absolutely. Who better to attract female listenership than a woman? I don't know the first thing about weddings. <laughs> I doubt that. I don't even believe in marriage. I'm giving you a promotion. And I appreciate that, but... But it sounds like you don't want to be a full-fledged producer? No, I do. It's just this isn't my area. We have plenty of guys in this room who could throw together a great little wedding podcast in a week. But I'm coming to you. Don't you want an outlet for women's ideas? Don't you want to succeed? Yes, of course. And I could put a little wedding podcast together in a week, too, but I don't think this is the best way to draw women it's in. It's happening with or without you, so you can either hop on board or be left behind. But I hear you. You're an unconventional lady. So give me an unconventional wedding podcast, something you think will attract women. And if you're right, I'll give you three episodes of Herstory as a Trial Run. Sounds dry, but we'll need more content to keep the demo returning. Sound fair? Sure. Great. Then we'll launch one week from today, and I'll need your fully fleshed out pitch by tomorrow. Moving on. do I have another story for you about Reed and bullshit I have to shovel to even get one foot ahead of Jeff and Calvin and Todd No! And Claire? Mona, thank God you're home! What's wrong? Why aren't you getting ready for your date? This! Look! What? It's just Facebook. I know the world is on fire, but... So excited to be spending the rest of my life with this guy... Fuck. Is this? Yes! Harper! Jack's stupid new rebound girlfriend is not a rebound! They're engaged! And look at her! She's perfect! She's not perfect? She is! Look at her! She's this cute little goyish... Smiling flat abs when she's slouching girl! Even if she is pretty, which... We can deal with your internalized anti-Semitism later. She has to be dumb as a box of rocks. Who wants to get stuck with Jack Barnett for life? I did. And now you know better. But what if he's changed? What if, when I broke up with him, he stopped playing World of Warcraft so much and went to concerts and became uh, No. You have a date. Stop obsessing about that douche canoe and put on those jeans that make your ass look like the peach emoji. I'm too depressed. Do we need to go through the list again? Yes. Top 10 reasons I broke up with Jack Barnett by Claire Shira Greenbaum. Number one, he's a dentist. Number Just two. Just do three, seven, and 10. <laughs> Number three, 
He refused to get treated for depression even after he was diagnosed. Then, after I dumped him, he started taking meds, which I only know because he texted me about it as if I should be glad that my dumping him was the catalyst he needed to get his life in order. Asshole. Number seven. He never wanted me to hold his hand or his stump in public. The stump I understood. He didn't want to draw attention to it because then people would ask, where's your hand? Like he had just stowed it away for safekeeping. But then stupid Gabby would grab his hand and he wouldn't stop Number her. Number 10. <laughs> he hated my books and was glad I used a pseudonym because then he wouldn't have people thinking he was deranged for being with someone who wrote such messed up shit. <laughs> Feel better? That's gosh. Good. I'll help you get dressed. So, tell me about this teacher. You gonna go home with him? I don't know. I might like him too much to have sex with him. Ew, you just met him. Ew. Like, you can talk. You keep seeing gross jeans. Try that outfit. And speak of the devil. What's he saying? Nothing. Stupid emojis. Kissy face. Peach. Eggplant. Water. I think I cracked his code. Busy. Oh! You like gross gene too much to bang. No! I just... I have work shit. The meeting was basically Reed setting me up to fail. Again. But this time I, I need to beat him. I can't keep going to work, getting disappointed, coming home and fucking the same guy I've been fucking off and on since prom night. It, the only unpredictable part of my life is which random ass person I'll run into at the grocery store. Speaking of which, uh, we ran out of milk. Can you... Sure. I hope you see Mrs. Kramer again. You know, I'm not sure it was Mrs. Kramer that time. She was ancient when she was our kindergarten teacher. She should be dead by now. Then you saw a ghost. At the grocery store? Like you said, you always run into someone random there. At least a ghost is more exciting than normal. Anyway... I have a few minutes before I have to leave, so you know what that means. Claire. Timed Facebook stock Jack's perfect fiance. Uh, Harper's not perfect. Look at her profile. She looks really nice and fun and adventurous. Claire, you're being ridiculous. Jack Barnett is a turd. This woman barely knows him and is buying into an archaic, patriarchal fantasy of fulfillment. Meanwhile, your career is on fire. You bought this sweet house, your eyebrows are on fleek, and you're going on a date. Which you'll be late for if you don't stop obsessing about Jack. It's not about Jack! It's about watching someone else be exactly where I thought I was going to be. Ready to... Oh my god. What? When Jack and I broke up, he was moving to a different dental practice, and she... <laughs> She's a fucking dental hygienist! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, is, is she his dental hygienist? She is, right? She's the one who puts the little mirror in his claw prosthetic. <laughs> the prosthetic is a claw? Yes. Shiny metal. It, no, that sounds horrifying. I know. Who likes being at the dentist anyway? And then you have a claw coming towards your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> we, no, we have to stop. This is ableist. It's not about the claw. It's about him. It was not about the claw. We are literally laughing at the claw. Okay, so <laughs> this particular thing we're laughing at, yes, fine, it's ableist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that my ex-boyfriend's accommodation made the already terrifying experience of going to the dentist somehow worse. And I'm sorry that I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. And if it needs to be said again, Jack is amazing and talented. For real. For real. But he's also a self-centered jerk face, and claw or not, the only person that jerk face could get to date him is someone who is literally paid to pay attention to him. Which is actually the funny thing. But still. <laughs> but still. 
it doesn't explain what's wrong with Harper. W- why worry about Harper when the hottie hot teacher liked you so much that he asked you to eat school lunch with him? Was it a mistake to say no? Should I have eaten lunch with him? <laughs> Fuck off. You're right, you're right. With a meat cute like Andrew and I had, we can't go wrong. Honestly, a little surprised you asked me here after I threatened to peel one of your students' skin off while he watched. <laughs> well, you know, he liked it. And, I mean, I wouldn't want you to peel my skin off, uh, but I love how creative you are. I wish I could channel some of that in my... Uh, do you write? A little. Um, mostly essays about being a man living with depression and how my own sense of manhood made it hard to accept that I needed help. Oh. Sorry. Was that too much? No, no. Not at all. Not too much at all. It's actually admirable. Where have you been published? How do you even tell if a butternut squash is ripe? Thinking about me? Excuse me? You have to admit, the resemblance is uncanny. Gross, Jean. <laughs> I thought you were busy tonight. I am busy. You always grocery shop on your lunch break, not at night. What? You keep tabs on me now? We see each other a couple times a week. It only makes sense I know your schedule. Maybe I felt like changing it up. (laughs) Since when did you ever change things up? You still wear the same underwear you did when you were 17. Oh, strawberries. Stop it. Stop what? I like your panties. Don't you have shopping to do? I was already done in produce, and then I saw you. Come on. Mona, tell me what's wrong. Nothing's wrong. You're... Wrong. Let me guess. Whatever it is, you tried to tell Claire, but she had her own shit that suddenly came up and you ended up consoling her. If you want to get in my pants, bad-mouthing my best friend isn't going to cut it. That might work with someone who hasn't known you since seventh grade and hasn't known you since we were 17. Uh... But, but, But I know something's up. My professor said to me, you'd be better off getting work as a bartender and earning a little money this summer. Oh, your professor was a shit. A teacher shouldn't discourage. You know, if I was your teacher, I would... (laughs) Well, I would have redirected you, shown you what your true talents were. And that's why you didn't get decapitated by a disembodied hand wielding a machete in the opening scene of Black Mass at Dawn. Whoa, 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 whoa. She was the fortune teller? (laughs) Don't be mean to me if you don't want to see yourself the victim of a gruesome murder. Like in a book. (laughs) Not real life. (laughs) I get it. Uh, And that actually, um, I've been wondering, with the fortune teller in your book and how you handle trade today, do you really read palms? Uh, No, no. No, I just, it's a fun trick. Give me your hand, I'll show you. So, I just look at your palm and find a line. Any line. Like this one. It's long and flat, and that means you'll have a long, steady life. Okay. But what about what you do to tray? The scary stuff? That's easy. I find a scar or a line that ends abruptly or intersects, and I run my fingers over it, and... Huh. That's interesting. I've never seen that before. Your love line is cut off here. You need to beware a woman who comes into your life suddenly. She might take more than you bargained for. 
<laughs> okay. That was creepy. <laughs> you just have to believe what you're saying, even for a moment. So, you think you're going to ruin me for all other women? No. <laughs> but what if I did? <laughs> well, it takes a lot to ruin me. I'd like to see you try. <laughs> Whatever it is, you should have called me. I am very good at consoling you. Jean, just no. I thought we had a relationship where- We, we... don't have a relationship. You're pervy, I'm horny, and when it's convenient, we fuck. But every time you open your mouth, I just want to- For pasta, semolina flour, right? Yeah, thanks. I just want to strangle you. Oh, save the dirty dog for the bedroom. We are- Going to, right? Yes, of course. <sighs> then go check out, get yourself pretty, and come over. I'll make you pasta and pull out a big sausage just to cheer you up. Just go finish your shopping. You're brilliant. You'll be fine. See you in a bit. Oh, and uh, do you need any tampons? Because I have to get some gold bond and they're right next to each other. Ugh. What? You start your cycle a week from tomorrow. I'm trying to be helpful. <laughs> so I told him he could turn the paper in late if he got an autographed game ball as proof. And did he? Even better. He somehow talked his way into the clubhouse with a fake press badge. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him an A. I didn't even read the paper. No. No? Yes, no. I would have been so pissed if my English teacher gave points outside the assignment to someone who didn't even turn it in on time. I would have been that kid in your office after class begging for extra credit. <laughs> I don't give extra credit. Oh, you would after I got through with you. Can I give you a palm reading now? Okay. I see a long curved line over here with a lot of little branches coming off. That means you'll live a long, fascinating life with a, a few detours that will always bring you back home. And, and down at the bottom, there's a zigzaggy vertical line that's telling me about how you think pineapple is a legitimate and delicious pizza topping. <laughs> You're good. I do like pineapple on my pizza. Well, what about this? This line right here, this, this small one? It's telling me about the present. It says you're on a date with a very interesting, handsome man who thinks you're the most fascinating, enviably creative woman he's ever met. And he would very much like to kiss you right now. Really? Yes. Really. Yeah! <laughs> this was fun! I gotta go. Um, uh, Claire? What are you doing? Is this a... Am I supposed to follow you? Because, because I have to say, I don't know how comfortable I am chasing a woman I just met down a dark street. <laughs> Especially when she's hiding behind a, a, a tree. And it's a small tree, so, so I can see you, you know? Do you want me to follow? Oh, oh you're moving again. Okay, um, well, <laughs> good night. I guess I'll call you. How to Fall in Love the Hard Way will be right back after this quick message. The old gods have fallen and the world descends into turmoil. But amidst nations rallying their armies, 
a nefarious cult, hell-bent on chaos. And the new gods, attempting to seize control of it all. A spark of hope arises. We are the agents of repair, and we vow to contest these evils. To make the world a better place, no matter what stands in our way. Listen to Venture Forth, a D&D podcast, across all podcasting platforms. Mona! You look tastier than you did earlier. If you were a cantaloupe, I'd cut you open and suck out your juices. Gross, Gene. You're going to ruin this. Your parents aren't home, right? They're in Breckenridge for the week. I'm house-sitting. Is that what you call it? Yeah? Oh. What would you call it? Living at home. Oh. Okay, someone like you, who has such a wrinkly brain, can't possibly look down on me for saving money to invest in my own business. Uh, Who's that? Claire's calling. Uh, Let me just... Hey, that's my phone! Claire needs me! Claire needs to learn not to be the center of your universe for five seconds. Excuse me? I love how much you care. It's very sexy. Then let me answer her. Let it go to voicemail. You came over here because something was bothering you, so why don't you forget about your phone, sit on my lap, and tell me what's wrong. (sighs) If you do, I'm sure a solution will pop right up. Oh, really? Really. So all I have to do to feel better is ignore my best friend's problems and give you a hard-on? It's a start. Okay. Okay. Great. Ow! Oh, my nipple! <laughs> okay, so you want to rough tonight? Okay, give me five minutes to get some zip ties and my AE pie paddle and we can play. No, Jean. I came over here for pasta and some dick, and so far all you've done is compare my pussy to a cantaloupe and insulted my best friend. Really? You're just gonna watch me leave? But I'd love to watch. (sighs) Would you shut the hell up, come over here, and fuck me on this credenza already? With pleasure. I said, shut the hell up. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Hey, it's Mona. Make it interesting. Hey, it's me. So, surprise, surprise, I completely fucked up my date. Well, not the whole thing. I I actually kept it together for most of it, which was awesome because he's so perfect. Besides our most excellent meet-cute, he's diagnosed with depression, but he's taking meds, and he likes all my creepy books, and he's also super nerdy, and, and he cares about his job. All in all, he's basically the anti-Jack. But when he tried to kiss me, I realized that, oh my god, this was too easy. No good love story starts out so perfectly without any friction or signs of future disagreements or conflicts. Without that, we're probably doomed, and I cannot miss out on the love of my life. So I freaked out, and I ran behind a tree. Anyway, since you're not answering, even though this is the second time I've called, odds are you're at gross jeans, hate fucking, or whatever. But I'm at Deerberg's getting ice cream and Guinness, of course, and I was wondering if you wanted me to grab that milk, if you didn't... Holy shit. I'll call you back. You will not believe who's here. Frozen yogurt, ice cream, calories. Eat more of the frozen yogurt. It's calories, ice cream, 
love top. There's some like cookie dough. Plus, Halo Top tastes like chemicals. Oh. <laughs> Go for the real stuff. Ben and Jerry's. More expensive per ounce, but worth it because then you will be wallowing and wishing you were eating something better tasting. I speak from experience. Thanks. You really know a lot about ice cream. Claire. Hi, I'm Harper. Nice to meet you. Oh, you're Claire. Claire! Jack's ex. Guilty. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the ice cream advice. No problem. So, what's the occasion? Occasion? Just ice cream? No. Late night ice cream either means misery or celebration. Which is it? I guess celebration. Oh. The engagement, then. How did you know? Jack didn't post about that. You did, and tagged him, so... Yeah. Sure, we're celebrating our engagement. Really? You'd contemplate Halo Top for that? Listen, I appreciate the ice cream advice, but we don't know each other, and for you to be following me... Following you? No, no, this is pure St. Louis grocery store coincidence. I'm honestly surprised it hasn't happened sooner. Oh. Okay. But it does seem like it happened at a great time. I'm here getting misery ice cream. You're here getting misery ice cream. No, really, I'm okay. Listen, as a fellow woman who Jack Barnett has made miserable... Jack didn't make me miserable. I can recognize the signs. I love him. Our relationship is great. Stop socking me. Wow. Okay. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It's not you. Well, not entirely. I'm a little off tonight. It's Tuesday. Jack's game night. Anyway, I... You don't care. Nice meeting you. Gabby's there. Isn't she? Yes. Yes. You know Gabby. I know Gabby. Is it just me, or is she... So cuddly. But she's nice. She's really nice. So you can't hate her. Exactly. But on game night, she comes over and squeals and hugs on Jack and the other guys. Not that they matter, but then I'm left alone in the other room. Jack didn't ask you to play either? No, the opposite. Jack is the greatest. He knows I feel left out, and he invites me to play every week, but I don't really like board games. I don't either. I tried once. Explaining the rules took so long, and even if I remembered them, Jack and Greg and Kaprowski would laugh at my lack of strategy. Not Gabby, though. Nope, not her. She's so... I tried playing for a while. I really did. But it never took. So tonight, between boredom and Gabby's enthusiasm, I had to leave. But why the grocery store? Because I literally moved to St. Louis 15 months ago, and since Jack and I met right away, the only friends I have in this town are his. And that was depressing. So I needed dessert. And because Jack made me promise to let him take me to Ted Drew's for the first time, I just came here. And that's where you found me, obsessing over which ice cream to buy. Because I really want the full fat kind. But what if eating it makes it so I can't fit into my dream wedding dress? You already got the dress? <laughs> no. If you haven't bought it yet, why are you worrying about it? Because what else do I have to do besides obsess about a wedding? Sit outside and eat ice cream out of the carton with me? I don't know. Wouldn't that be weird? Come on. I need someone to commiserate with. I just had the worst date. Actually, it was an amazing date, but I ran away from it. Anyway, who else can actually relate to dating a man who can drive stick shift but needs help tying his own shoes? <laughs>
I was right. You are sweeter than a cantaloupe. <sighs> Will you ever let me enjoy the post-orgasmic glow? I don't know. How about I make you come again and we find out? <laughs> you promised me pasta. If you want pasta, go sit on the counter with your legs spread and talk to me. That sounds unsanitary. Fine. Then you can help me finish making the pink sauce. It's been simmering for a while. How do you make everything sound tainted? And don't say it. Taint. <laughs> and it's a gift. No more changing the subject. Talk to me, babe. I got my first producing job at Arch today. That's amazing. For a podcast about weddings. Ugh. Um, what's wrong with weddings again? Oh, unless you're gagging because they make you think of my cog. Hop on the counter. Put some pants on. I cook better when Colonel Richard Johnson has some breathing room. Go on. Why are you mad? <sighs> weddings are a tool of the patriarchy. Like makeup and wrinkle cream and curling irons created to distract women from using their brain power on actual important things. And now I have to propagate the wedding industrial complex. You could always quit. No, because if I do this right, Reed promised me her story. Three episodes. Mmm, female empowerment. Does everything get you revved? Everything you touch. So do the show. Produce the crap they want so you can spin gold. Sure. Except he's being a total Cinderella stepmother. I need to have a fully fleshed out pitch for an unconventional wedding podcast, something outside the box, by tomorrow morning. And you have no idea? None. I'm completely blocked. What about... No, you blocking me up again wouldn't help. Well, <laughs> yes, but I wasn't going to say that. What if you had some skin in the game? What do you mean? I mean, you hate weddings because you can't connect to them. But what if you could? What if the podcast was about planning your own wedding? Jean, if you're doing this again... I don't have a ring now, but I, we, we can get one because, Mona, you are everything I've ever wanted. No. <sighs> no. No. Jean, I'm not going to marry you because I need an angle for a podcast. What would make you marry me? I'm not the long-term relationship type. We've been seeing each other for 13 years. Our relationship could have a bar mitzvah, but only if you'd want to raise a Jewish. Oh no, or if you wanted to be Buddhist, that's cool. It's compatible with many tenets of, okay, where are you going? I'm not having this conversation again. Pasta and sex. That's what I signed up for. I'm making pasta, or if you'd like another go, the colonel can be ready in record time. I just thought I could solve your problem. Per perchance inspire an idea. That's really all it was? You've told me no enough times. Fair enough. Now, if you promise to never propose to me again, how about I make Colonel Johnson stand at attention while you, uh, knead that pasta dough? Mona? As much as it pains me, as a patriot and a devotee of that gorgeous mouth, I must decline. Because I love you. And I am never going to stop trying to make myself Mr. Cheng. And if you want me, you will have to deal with that. <clears throat> I'm going to get back to making dinner. If you want to brainstorm while you wait, you know where the notepads and pens are. You're a... <laughs> Consider it, fucking ass munch.
basically work, errands, home, or work, go back out with Jack, home, or sometimes work, see a movie by myself, home. That sounds relaxing, but it wasn't the question. Besides working and hanging out with Jack, what do you like to do? I mean, this ice cream is pretty good. <laughs> what do you like to do? Besides the scary books and bad good dates and learning French and late night grocery shopping. Karaoke and bar trivia. <laughs> Basically anything that lets me show off. <laughs> Wait, how did you know about the French lessons? Oh God, I'm sorry. What? Are you gonna tell me that your paranoid outburst earlier was because you were actually stalking me? Oh, jeez. Yes. No, not like that. Just the regular social media stalking. Don't be so embarrassed. You know I did it too. I don't just approach any random person in the grocery store to give ice cream advice. Usually. <laughs> so you're learning French. Yep, for a book, set in New Orleans in the 1600s. Cool. What's it about? Hush Hush Project. Not announced yet. Hey, you're sneaky. <laughs> you changed the subject. Changed it? Stop being so coy. I asked what you're interested in. Are you not saying because your Insta and Facebook are full of adventures you and Jack went on? It's not going to be weird. Okay, maybe a little, but still... Spill, you know I know already. It's not that, it's just... That stuff we did, it wasn't me. I mean, it was fun, a lot of fun, but... Not you. Really? Because in those pictures, you got Jack to do something other than sit at his computer or his Xbox. You went camping in the desert, and, and on a float trip on the Merrimack, and, and also front row at Stagecoach? Yeah, Jack was into it. I tagged along. Uh, no, uh, not possible. Jack isn't into stuff like that. Trust me, because you guys went ziplining in Costa Rica, but the most adventurous thing we had ever done was stumping. Uh, stumping. You know, he took his stump and. <laughs> well. We tried, anyway. But it was too big, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, wait, it's Mona. That's your best friend? Yeah, it'll just be... Hey, Mona. Hey, you okay? You just hung up. Sorry, I didn't answer. I was with Gross Jean. I knew it. Blow me. What's going on? Did you get kidnapped? No. Okay, so you kidnapped someone. No, you'll... Actually, maybe I will. You still at jeans? Yeah, but I, I don't know how long I'll be I'll here. see you in a minute. Want to make another friend? Um... <laughs> sure. Cool, let's go. Quick question. Shoot. What's a gross gene? <laughs> you know what this sound reminds me of? It sounds like you just stubbed your toe. Oh, you mean like when I stubbed my toe in the shower last week while I was eating you out? <laughs> yes. You want to perfect our technique? Mm, sure. <sighs> oh my god! Ah, god damn it! Son of a beanstalk! Hey guys! Claire, don't you knock? Apparently you can't hear knocking over your pounding hearts and throbbing libidos. Uh, totally. Who's your friend? Yeah, is that the mystery person from the grocery store? Because she looks way younger than the ghost of Mrs. Kramer. 
Hi, I'm Harper. Claire. Oh my god, you freak. Is this? <laughs> yeah, Jack's fiance. Jack? Like, you're Jack? Well, he's my Jack now. Come on over and say hi. It's just, he's naked. Yeah, that's gross, Jean. Fucking hell, Jean. Put your pants on. Not everyone wants to see the colonel. But everyone kind of should, right? It's like a medical marvel. He, and yes, I'm a young Ron Jeremy without the sexual assault charges. Lavish me with your praise. Mona! I have to pretend not to be horny, so do you. That was not a come on, Jean. This time. Uh, is this a private moment? Should we leave? It's fine. We've all been friends since seventh grade, and these two have been banging since 11th. That thing actually fits inside you? Asian women having small pussies is a fetishistic stereotype. No, I mean, not that. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. It's just so big. I can't even imagine it going inside a, a... I don't know, a thermos? It's a struggle. What? Experimentation and perfecting cunnilingus both... Very key. Very true. Imagine that being the first penis you ever saw. You and gross Jean. Ew! This Jean is fine. Keep it casual. And we've never. He's just... He's very proud of the colonel. And he forgets he's naked sometimes. Why do you call it... Him. The colonel. His full name is Colonel Richard Johnson. Esquire. And because if you salute him, he salutes back. So, you can imagine my relief when I saw Jax for the first time. <laughs> I'm going to have to go home and thank him for being on the low end of average. That's the low end? He's a little girthier than most, but low, yeah. Wait, how many penises have you seen? In real life? <laughs> yes. Two? Gross je- jeans and jacks. That's it. Yeah. Oh. Wait. How long have you known each other? Like, a couple hours. That's it? You're talking like friends. We have been Facebook stalking each other a little. And Harper, you're really engaged. Yeah. <laughs> Happened this weekend. Whoa, look at that ring. Oh, Mona, 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 baby, let's get you one of these. No, absolutely not. (sighs) So you aren't interested in getting married? No offense. Jean and I aren't even together. But Claire just said since 11th grade. Mona's commitment issues. Hey. It can take a backseat for now. The important thing is you're getting married, Harper. And you're suddenly friends with Claire, your fiancé's ex-girlfriend. And Mona here has a project. Oh, fuck. Jean, you're... You're a pervy little genius. Don't talk dirty to me in front of the kids. Shut up. Harper, you have a wedding to plan. I'm a producer for Arch Podcasting, and they just put me in charge of a new wedding podcast. Would you like to be on it? Oh, uh, with Claire. Are you serious? Yes. A woman planning a wedding with the help of her fiance's ex-girlfriend, who she's also friends with? That's brilliant. Oh my god, that's perfect! And you obviously have to be on it also. I do. It'll add another layer. A woman planning a wedding with the help of her fiance's ex-girlfriend and the ex-girlfriend's best friend, and they're all three friends. This... Uh, I don't know. I can't. Of course you can! Look, you were just complaining to me about how you don't know anyone and don't have anything to do, and now you know new people and have something new to do. Something fun. Telling thousands of strangers about my life? Letting them judge me? That's fun? Sure. I do it all the time. With high schoolers, and they're way worse critics than any grown-ups. Um, I'm a dental hygienist. No one can talk to me at my job. Wait, you're a hygienist? Are you ja-ow? Time and place, Jean. But yes. Don't think about the stupid strangers. It'll just be hanging out with me and Mona. And we won't make you talk about your whole life. 
Not on air anyway. Just the wedding planning stuff. The point is, if you do this, you'll get friends and a hobby. Can't I just have the friends? Where's the fun in that? It's important to have an activity to bond new people together. That's a scientific fact, right, Mona? Absolutely. And I bet we can record on Tuesday nights, right? Nights? Uh, if necessary. During Jack's game night. Uh, right. Oh. So I only have to talk about wedding planning. On air, yes. With me and Mona. I could come on too. No. no. Cool. Um... I don't know. Come on, Harper! Mona and I have very busy schedules. Very busy. But we would totally make time for this. It's my job. I literally have to. And isn't a few awkward hours better than contemplating Halo Top every Tuesday for the rest of your life? Okay. Okay. I'll do it. Yes! Thank you. You're welcome. Now let's clear out. Wait, that, that's it? Yeah. If we'd timed it better, I swear we'd have had a normal hang where no one was naked, but we didn't. And honestly, if we're all going to be friends, better to jump off the deep end instead of dip a toe in the kiddie pool. I'm just relieved this is the deep end. At least there weren't any gimp masks. <laughs> You're funny. I like you. See? She's perfect. Anyway... If I know Mona like I know Mona, she's going to want to thank Gross Jean for his help with her work problem. So it's better if we leave now. It's true. We're real nasty. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I think I've seen enough military personnel for the night, so... Lovely to meet you. Bye, Jean. Mona, see you tomorrow. Unless you're awake when I get home. You're not spending the night. Oh, I never spend the night. She never spends the night. And why is that? Bye. Bye. So, did I hear you right? You want to thank me? Yeah, because somehow, bizarrely, you helped. Not so bizarre. I have great ideas. Sure. Oh, 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 here's another. You should get pierced, you know, down here. Oh. Gross, Jean. No, no more ideas. I cannot come to the phone right now. Please leave a message. Hi, Claire. Or, I hope this is Claire. That voicemail makes me wonder if you fake-numbered me and the part where you ran away. Um, but, but I guess world-famous New York Times-less authors can't really let people know it's actually their phone, or maybe Rabbit fans will. I don't know. Clog up your voicemail. God, I'm, I'm rambling. Um, listen, I had a great time with you. Except where you ran away from me, and I... I know it's a long shot, but maybe you had a good time with me, too. And how much fun you had scared you, and that's why you ran away from me kissing you. If that's the case, please call me back. <laughs> I'd love to take you out again. Thanks. Oh, it's, um... It's Andrew Zimmer, by the way, the uh, the English teacher from your school visit. In case you date guys named Andrew often, or English teachers, or people you meet at school visits. <laughs> Hopefully there isn't another Andrew Zimmer English teacher from a school visit you've gone on a date with and ran away from. <laughs> oh, if there is, maybe it's evidence of a multiverse, and we... <sighs> I'm stopping. If you're still remotely interested after this 
terrible message. Please call. End of message. Thanks for listening to How to Fall in Love the Hard Way. Episode 1. Step 1. Go to the grocery store. It was written, directed, produced, and edited by me, Paige Feldman. And here's the fantastic cast. Rebecca Hausman as Claire. I'm Emily Hooks as Mona. Jennifer Chung as Harper. I'm Josh Otsis Rubin, and I'm playing Gross Jane. Hi, I'm Andrew Brown, playing the role of Andrew. Hi, I'm Eric Azana, and I play Reed. I'm Sean Burns. I play Trey, Jeff, Calvin, and Todd. Music is by John Drabecki. Cover art by Alejandra Fernandez. Special thanks to everyone in my writing groups, Aaron Grayson, Raul Jackson, John Drabecki. Yeah, I know. He makes music this good and writes well, too. It's not fair. Syed Oskin. And especially Amanda Duquilla, Alex DeGuise, Jeannie Leslie, Kate Leslie, and Dale Sams, who all regressed to high school one afternoon and recorded the crowd chatter for the classroom scenes. Special thanks also to all of you, our listeners. Your enthusiasm for this pilot, along with the tireless dedication of the cast and crew, was the catalyst to record the entirety of season one, and new episodes will be released starting March 7th. If you like this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend to do the same. Now that season one is in the can, it's time to gain momentum. If March 7th is too long to wait for new, sexy, funny, raunchy, romantic comedies about love, sex, and anxiety, check out my short-form comedy anthology series in Terabang about moments after sex when being emotionally naked is way more terrifying than being physically naked. All six episodes are now streaming on Sika TV, and Jennifer Chung, who plays Harper, is the star of episode two, More Than Words. You can find Interabang on Sika TV via the app on Roku, Apple TV, your Android device or iPhone, or on their website, www.sika.tv. I've also included the link to watch in the episode description. If you want to check out Venture Forth, the D&D podcast that Rebecca Hausman, who plays Claire, is on, along with Shane O'Loughlin, who you'll meet in episode two as Jack, the link is in the episode description. And finally, if you have something you want to promote or just want to shout from the rooftops about, whether it's your own podcast, a book you wrote, another creative project, your social media handles, or even something you love, a board game, a movie, a TikTok video, ad space is up for grabs for future episodes of How to Fall in Love the Hard Way. And for now, at least, it's free. For more information, visit www.cakefightfilms.com slash contact, or just go to the link in the episode description. Thank you all again so much for listening to this remastered pilot of How to Fall in Love the Hard Way. You'll hear us again real soon, on March 7th, in fact, for episode two. Step two, go out on a limb and fall flat on your face. <laughs>